You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Friday edition. I hope everybody had a great week and has an even better weekend. The 49ers re-upping some of their restricted free agents. There is a, a mock draft out there that I've been asked about a couple of times. Todd McShay of ESPN's latest mock. Gonna wait till Monday, mock draft Monday, to get into that and some other mock drafts that are happening around the sports, football, NFL coverage, internet world. A uh, little spoiler about McShay's mock. Not a big fan, but I will get to that on Monday's show. Joe Montana speaking about 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, what the 49ers should do, and about his own legacy and where he might rank amongst the greatest quarterback of all time, if he is still the goatness in his own eyes. Weston Richburg likely gone, and uh, another NFL media personality making some waves with his uh, NFL draft prognostication, Chris Sims, Kyle Shanahan's a good buddy, came out with his top six quarterbacks in the NFL draft, and it doesn't look like consensus. So we'll get into all of that stuff, plus your questions, on today's program. At BD Peacock is where you can find me. Hit me with your mock draft. I would like to address maybe one of the listener mocks as well on Monday's episode. I'm trying to hit a little bit of mailbag just about every episode this offseason, including today's show. Let's begin with the 49ers roster maneuvers Friday. Nothing surprising at all about the restricted free agents that are now on brand new one-year contracts. Tight end Ross Dwelly, safety Marcel Harris, and the 49ers have declined the option on linebacker Mark Zaches contract. So bringing back Ross Dwelly and Marcel Harris for one more, which is not a surprise at all. Martin Zasha, I thought he might be someone that would still be in camp at least. I don't think his roster spot was uh, rock solid or anything, but I wasn't sure that they would uh, decline his option there. But it is, you know, he's a veteran player and it's not that cheap, less than a million dollar contract, which I think is where 49ers might have to start to whittle down some of their contracts. If you are not a big time contributor, and you're not on a rookie contract, I think your spot on the 49ers roster is tenuous at best this offseason as they try to get lean and get under that salary cap with enough room to do the things they need to do, like re-sign a free agent offensive tackle, Trent Williams, who they cannot franchise tag. There are some franchise tags going out this week, but the 49ers will not likely have a franchise player. And... Trent Williams, there's been a little bit of speculation. I don't know how much of this comes from either Trent's people or the Colts people, but there's been multiple members of the media drawing a, drawing a little bit of a, a line there connecting Trent Williams and the Colts and thinking that it would be a fantastic move for the Colts who have enough cap space and want to build up front under GM Chris Ballard to pair Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the NFL, with one of the best left guards in the NFL and Quentin Nelson and just move people out of the way for Jonathan Taylor and uh, keep things clean for their new quarterback in Carson Wentz there in Indianapolis and, and potentially steal away another really good player two off-seasons in a row from the 49ers. DeForest Buckner had a really nice season for the Colts in his first year there with his brand new $20 million plus contract that the 49ers did not want to pay. So... And hey, look, if the 49ers did pay in that contract, they would probably have to lop off even more from their roster this year. So 
Anyway, uh, there's more to do for the 49ers. Those moves with Ross Dwelly and Marcel Harris coming back. Not a surprise at all. And I think most of the 49ers restricted free agents, exclusive rights free agents, will be back with the team this year. How about this one that just came down as I was starting to record on a Friday? This report from Pro Football Talk saying that the Chicago Bears' number one priority right now is to trade for Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. And there was a report earlier in the week that the Seahawks are, in fact, listening to offers, something the Houston Texans are not doing for Deshaun Watson. Uh, They're not even answering the phone. GMs are calling the Texans and it's going straight to voicemail. The Seattle Seahawks are listening to offers for Russell Wilson. This is a bizarre situation. I thought there was going to be nothing to it. And apparently there's a lot more to it when it comes to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Uh, What kind of... uh, uh, an offseason that would be for the Seahawks to lose the one guy that's really keeping them afloat and helping them, even though they've lost a ton of talent on that team, win 10, 11 games every year and be in the playoffs. Interesting. A little power struggle at the top, it sounds like, in Seattle. It's good news for the 49ers unless they get a bunch of draft picks and then flip those for Deshaun Watson and just keep that window open for another seven or eight years with a younger quarterback, a younger version, basically, of Russell Wilson there with a, a really good young quarterback into Sean Watson. That would be the uh, the thing that would be the worst that could happen as far as this Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks thing. I tend to want Russell Wilson to stay in Seattle. I want to, you know, I want to beat Russell Wilson. If you're the 49ers, don't you want them to stay good and then be better and then just beat them? Although it would be best case scenario, probably for the 49ers would to see uh, of the four teams that are on Russell Wilson's list. It was those Chicago Bears. Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, who have to figure things out with Dak, and it sounds like they're on the path to figuring that out. Dak's going to make himself a whole bunch of money um, or maybe get the franchise tag. We'll see. And who was the fourth team on this? Yeah, the New Orleans Saints, who have no money under the salary cap. And actually, Drew, Drew Brees hasn't even retired yet, which was what everybody expected. That hasn't happened yet. The Bears don't have a good quarterback, obviously, to send the Seahawks. So they would have to go into the draft, which their highest pick would be at then would be the 20th pick that the Bears have this year to draft a quarterback. Who are they going to end up with that pick? Mac Jones seems to be climbing up draft boards, according to most uh, media insiders. I wouldn't be worried if the Seattle Seahawks traded for a bunch of first round picks and one of them was Mac Jones. <laughs> that would be just fine with me as it pertains to uh, playing against the 49ers. I kind of like the idea. We talked about this on the Peacock and Williamson podcast Thursday. What about the Las Vegas Raiders? I could see Pete Carroll really liking Derek Carr. They could probably trade another player or two and some draft picks. And then the Seattle Seahawks would be led by Derek Carr, another quarterback that would not scare me at all if I'm the 49ers. That might be the best case scenario because then there would be no chance that they would ever they would be upgrading from Russell Wilson to someone like Deshaun Watson, and they would be significantly downgrading, in my opinion, to Derek Carr and just pretty much file into this pretty mediocre football team, which is what I think would happen if they ended up with that sort of a deal. So maybe that's the best-case scenario because they couldn't accidentally hit on some really great quarterback in the draft. Uh, They could still draft a guy, obviously, and they wouldn't have Russell Wilson, and they wouldn't upgrade from him to a younger version like Deshaun Watson. So anyway, that is... 
what is going on around the football world. I still don't think that Russell Wilson thing could be happening, but I thought that way about the Deshaun Watson situation. Both of those situations seem to be ramping up quite a bit. And if the Seahawks are listening to offers, first of all, period, for Russell Wilson, I mean, that's they're going to get offers. So that it's almost like last offseason with John Lynch saying to DeForest Buckner's agent, look, we can't pay him $22 million or whatever it is per year. So if you think you can find that with another team and bring us back a draft pick and it better be a first-round pick, then then do that. And they called his bluff, and they did that. And so John Lynch was like, well, I guess we got to make this trade, right? And I feel like that's the situation with the Seattle Seahawks. If you start listening to offers, he's a superstar quarterback. There's so many teams starving for a quarterback. When you're the Chicago Bears and you've been trying this hard and being bad at quarterback for so long, you'll give up whatever it takes, especially when you're the GM and head coach that if you lose again, are not going to be able to use those draft picks that you'd be giving up to get Russell Wilson. So if they start listing to offers, they're going to find probably what they're looking for there, which makes me believe that maybe we will see Russell Wilson heading out of Seattle this offseason. And wow, what an added element to this crazy offseason that is stacking up already. Uh, I mean, that would just, it just, it would blow me away. But maybe <laughs> they're listening to offers, so... I don't know. How about that for how about that swap from what was going on the last few years in the NFC West, especially in 2020, if Russell Wilson all of a sudden leaves Seattle and the 49ers added Deshaun Watson? I mean, that would completely topple the NFC West hierarchy from what we would have expected and what we saw last year. And it would be uh, much closer to the 2019 version of the 49ers, potentially better on off, a lot better on offense, potentially, and maybe. Not as good, but pretty darn good still on the defensive side of the ball, depending what they have to give up if they were to get someone like Deshaun Watson. Let's talk next about Chris Sims, Kyle Shanahan's good buddy. If I'm not mistaken, they each have each other's names like tattooed on their ankles or something like that from their days at the University of Texas. How about Chris Sims' quarterback rankings? Got a lot of questions about that, so we'll hit that and more of your questions next. There are odds at betonline.ag about Russell Wilson's future. Might need to go back and take a second glance at those odds. With some of the latest news coming out of Seattle, there is draft futures. Who's going to win the Super Bowl next season? NBA, NHL, and of course, one of the funnest things to bet on that there is in the sports world, March Madness. A ton of table games, betting on TV shows even. The ways to win money are endless at Bet Online. Real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Go to betonline.ag right now. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So by the way, a couple of things here before we get to Chris Sims quarterback rankings and the Locked On 49ers mailbag. Shout out to all the listeners and everybody who sends me questions all the time. I can never get to all of them that I want to, but there's always a ton of good ones. So I always appreciate those. So if I didn't get to your question, apologies, but keep those questions coming either on Twitter at BD Peacock or email LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Joe Montana was making the rounds this week and he told Grant Cohn of Sports Illustrated that 
uh, maybe it's time to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think he was talking more about the injury stuff and that you can't rely on him and how much time he's missed as a starting quarterback in the NFL, even dating back to when he had a chance to start when Don Brady was out in New England. So Joe Montana, and it, it wasn't, you know, the headline looks bad. Joe Montana says the 49ers should move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he liked Jimmy Garoppolo just fine, but thought the 49ers couldn't count on him and thought the 49ers should do. What they're pretty much doing, I think, right now is checking in on all of their options, and maybe it'll just have to come down to the draft when it comes to a quarterback there. Um, and Joe Montana also, I believe, on 97, 95.7 The Game, Bay Area Sports Radio, said that he conceded that Tom Brady was the GOAT quarterback in the NFL. So uh, maybe putting that conversation to rest. 49ers fans, I don't think, wanted to give up that for Joe Montana. But to me, it was always Jerry Rice was the GOAT. Joe Montana, you know, as far as quarterbacks go, way up there and right up there at the top. But we use the GOAT term too much. Can we retire it? I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, whoever. Give one person the GOAT title. If it's Tom Brady, fine. And let's stop calling everything everybody GOAT all the time. Like, can, can we not come up with another word and another phrase for somebody who's good at something? Greatest of all time. Great acronym. I love it. I get it. Let's retire it. Tom Brady, congratulations. You're the GOAT. Let's find a different farm animal to uh, start calling professional athletes. Weston Richburg, it was reported that he had to have another procedure on his leg and... I think the writing was already on the wall. Very likely to be cut from the 49ers. Niners will gain a ton of cap space there and have to figure out what they want to do on the interior of their offensive line. So definitely some decisions to be made for the 49ers when it comes to their O-line. Trent Williams, uh, Weston Richburg, I think he was such a good fit for the 49ers offense. Unfortunately, he just couldn't stay healthy. And so they're going to have to move on there and figure out if they want to roll with Garland and if they want to roll with Daniel Brunskill at center. I don't think they do. We'll see which direction they decide to go there. Is it draft? Is it free agency? Is it a combination of both? I tend to think Alex Mack and, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks is where the 49ers should attack the offensive line. Bigger decision as far as cutting salary is what the 49ers can do with D Ford. Go back to last week's interview with David Lombardi, who broke it down very well, talking about Weston Richburg and especially D Ford's contract situation. Be a lot easier for them if, D. Ford can pass a physical before April 1st. Doesn't seem like that is likely from uh, the latest information we have gotten about D. Ford's back. To the mailbag where I had numerous questions about Chris Sims' quarterback rankings for the 2021 draft. Anytime Chris Sims speaks about something, 49ers fans are listening intently and thinking, ah, is that, is that a message he got directly from Kyle Shanahan, his good friend? How much does he know? Is he trying to tell us something? I tend to think it's not that at all. And listening to Chris Sims talk about these rankings, he's like all about it. He, he's trying hard to say, look, they might look like different rankings, but I believe in these rankings. Uh, I want to be a future GM, he said even. And he, he's actually like, I, I think he's honest when he said, I, he basically talked about his own ego, said, I think I'm smarter than some of the GMs in the league. I have my friends in the league. I think I know more than them about quarterbacks. And look, he played quarterback. His dad played quarterback. He's been around quarterbacking his whole life. So it's not crazy for him to think that way. And his quarterback rankings in the past haven't been that bad, actually, now that you look back at the last couple of years when he's been doing this. Let's see. So his quarterback rankings for this year were 
Number one, Zach Wilson out of BYU ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Very interesting. He had Trevor Lawrence as the second quarterback in this class. Mac Jones from Alabama, number three. Then And those things are like, okay, don't really agree there. And then went off the rails with Kellen Mond from Texas A&M at four. Then Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields at five. And North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, sixth overall as far as his quarterback rankings for the 2021 draft. He did say all of them were talented enough to be first-round types, and he thought maybe there could be six first-round quarterbacks in this class. And look, whatever, that, that was his evaluation. He went into it a little bit, didn't go super deep into it, and I get the talent and the skill from all the players, and you know he laid out why, and I'm not going to crush him for that, even though I don't agree with those rankings, but you know, just because he went away from consensus doesn't make him wrong either. But I don't think that that came from Kyle Shanahan at all. I just don't think so. And I think even if Kyle Shanahan had his opinions, Chris Sims would say not, instead of Chris Sims saying, oh, you you know what, you're right. And then going out and broadcasting those rankings, he would say, you know what, I disagree. I think it's this and that. Because that's sort of Chris Sims' personality, right? Like he, he likes to talk and he, he likes to put stuff out there. And I think he does have some hot takey stuff and he does the pro football talk show and that's kind of their thing. They don't like to to roll out there with some uh, ho-hum milk toast takes they they want some fire takes out there and that's the business model and I think that's a lot of times what they do and Chris Sims is not shy about doing some of those things and Chris Sims by the way something about him like he's a a closet serial killer or something (laughs) like there's something that really weirds me out about Chris Sims and it's not even his football takes but just how he buttons his shirt all the way to the top how he always like there's always something that weirds me out about people who always look like they just like they just got a haircut and he looks like that every single day does he go to the barber every day on his way to work during a pandemic like how so anyway but but that aside chris sims there's something that really weirds me out about chris sims but as far as his quarterback rankings look i can't argue too much because here are his past quarterback rankings since he started doing this in 2018 he had lamar jackson number one josh allen number two baker mayfield three sam darnold four Josh Rosen, five amongst his uh, 2018 rankings for the NFL draft. In 2019, he had Kyler Murray one. This, this, you know, there, it was Murray and a bunch of bad quarterbacks, essentially. So it's not like um, he could have been really right or really wrong because everybody had Murray one and the rest of them weren't good anyway. But he had Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, three, Ryan Finley, four, Jarrett Stidham, five, Daniel Jones, six, Clayton Thorson, seven, and Will Greer, eight. Uh, the biggest quibble I could have there is that Daniel Jones should probably still be two, even though I don't have huge hopes for a Daniel Jones. He definitely shouldn't be behind Jarrett Stidham. And Ryan Finley, there's just a bunch of bad quarterbacks in that class after Kyler Murray, really. Drew Locke, maybe there's some hope there still. We'll see what happens to him. And then in 2020, he had Joe Burrow, one, Justin Herbert, two, Jordan Love, three, and Tua Tagovailoa four. So anyway, so not too bad as far as media analysts go and Chris Sims quarterback rankings throughout the past four or five years. So I don't put too much stock in it. And I don't think he's getting that information from Kyle Shanahan. Even if they talk, I don't think Shanahan's evaluations creep into Chris Sims evaluations at all. In fact, how I know that is Chris Sims wide receiver rankings last year that were also very different from the consensus that I still don't agree with. And I think they weren't Great, but he did have C.D. Lamb 1, 
uh, LSU's Justin Jefferson, number two. So he started out well. Henry Ruggs, three. Penn State's K.J. Hamler, four. And Clemson's T. Higgins, five. So he didn't have Jerry Judy or Kyle Shanahan's guy, Brandon Ayuk, in his top five at all. They were in his honorable mentions. Uh, anyway, but, you know, he got Justin Jefferson right being at the top there. C.D. Lamb's really good, too. So it was a good wide receiver class. I think all those guys have a chance to be pretty good in the end, and we'll see how they all look in year two. So anyway, I don't put much into Chris Sims' rankings. I know a lot of people get worked up about it because he's Kyle Shanahan's buddy. He's just It's just another ranking. I see a billion rankings every day for everything when it comes to the draft. And kind of like Chris Sims, I kind of trust my own first. And there's certain people I trust a little bit more. My co-host on Peacock and Williamson, he was an NFL scout. He was a, you know, a college scout. He's been doing this stuff for years. He had Lamar Jackson as the top quarterback that year. He liked Josh Allen coming out. He had Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback in 2017. So, I mean, I'll, I'll use Williamson's rankings before I use Chris Sims. And I'll use my own before all of them in a lot of cases. So I, I do like to form my own opinions. And I try to stick with those. So uh, we'll see. I will say one thing when it comes to anybody's rankings, it's like, okay, you know, you can throw a take out there and say that any player is better than Trevor Lawrence. We all know Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one in the draft. It's one thing to just have those rankings and try to throw that take out there. It's another thing to make that pick. If Chris Sims was the Jaguars GM, and I might take Chris Sims over Trent Baalke, who is the (laughs) Jaguars GM, by the way. If Chris Sims was the Jaguars GM and was insistent upon it, and they took Zach Wilson, number one, over Trevor Lawrence, who is the consensus number one guy, a generational talent, best since Andrew Luck, you better be right. Like You better be right. You can take any rankings with a grain of salt because none of these analysts have to actually make that selection. It's much more difficult to be in charge of a team, and you get one pick, you get one swing at it, and you got to be right because your job depends on it. We'll see. Maybe those rankings look amazing, and Chris Sims will be a future GM, potentially with his good buddy Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, right? Who knows? I don't know. I doubt it. But more of your questions coming up here to finish the week. Locked on 49ers. It's wintertime, which means some bad weather, and which means road conditions are not ideal. Make sure that vehicle you were driving all summer long is still ready to roll for anything that might come its way all winter long, you can find everything you need. Tires, wiper blades at rockauto.com. Keep your car on the road. Keep your car and family safe. If you need accessories for your vehicle, if you need anything at all involving your vehicle, it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com and their prices are always reliably low. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com with a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Let's go to Joshua on Twitter who says, how many quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl after fully maximizing their contract value? There's a lot of talk about this, and I think the number is 14 or 15% of payroll. Not many teams have won a Super Bowl with the quarterback making more than that. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year did have a quarterback in Tom Brady making more than that. Tom Brady in the past has taken under market value for what he could get to maintain those W's and those championships with 
the New England Patriots. So ideally, you have a quarterback that's willing to do that and take a little bit less. I think Aaron Rodgers has done some of that, even though he's um, extremely well paid. Russell Wilson was on his rookie contract still when the Seahawks won. Actually, hold on. In 2013, Russell Wilson was 14% of his team's... Oh, no, that's the losing quarterback. I'm sorry. So, yeah, the it, when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl in 2013, Russell Wilson was 14%. Uh, this year, I think, not the biggest portion, but some of Patrick Mahomes' contract kicked in. I don't know if he was that much as the losing quarterback this year. Last year, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been as the losing quarterback in the Super Bowl, was one play away of of meeting that threshold. So um, it doesn't happen often. Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, a lot of these quarterbacks, once they did start to make the big bucks and were to eating up 15 plus million dollars of their team's salary cap, Drew Brees, another, did not win the Super Bowl in those cases. So there's something to be said for that. But also... As difficult as it is to win with one person taking up a large chunk of your team's salary, it's even more difficult to win with bad quarterback play. So get a good quarterback is the number one thing. And I think with the way quarterbacks are being played, because even 10 years ago, quarterbacks made a lot and they made the most, but they didn't make as much as they're making now. The numbers are going to keep going up and going up and going up. And we're seeing some positions stagnate as far as salaries go and some positions skyrocket like quarterbacks so any team that has a good quarterback I mean you know the most important thing the most valuable thing you can have in the NFL is a star quarterback on a rookie contract but that only lasts a couple years so good luck trying to draft a a superstar quarterback every four years right you've got to get a good quarterback and when you do have a good quarterback you've got to pay that quarterback and we've seen it with the Seahawks we've seen it with all the teams I just mentioned any team that was quarterbacked by Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers have always been in it and always had the potential to win a Super Bowl. Now, losing a game in the playoffs, is that because uh, they couldn't spend $3 million on another player on their roster? I don't know. I think some of that might be overblown, but it is a huge boost, and it's the most valuable thing in the NFL to have a star quarterback and even more valuable to have a star quarterback on a rookie contract, which is why I keep saying the 49ers, if they... If you can guarantee me they're going to hit on one of those rookie quarterbacks, that's the way you go in the draft. Draft your next superstar quarterback because it's the cheapest way to be the best. But easier said than done. You still got to hit and develop that quarterback. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, Failure Theory on Twitter says, what do you think about Stanford quarterback Davis Mills as a third-round pick? I feel like with no COVID and a full college career, it could have ended up a first-round pick. Maybe this is the way the Niners should be thinking they should definitely not be thinking we're going to draft Davis Mills in the third or fourth round and our quarterback situation is fixed like that. They definitely should not be thinking that if he's there day three draft a guy that you think can be a really good backup and even potentially be a starter in the NFL. Davis Mills, there's a lot to like there. He's a big time recruit. He's got all the arm and, you know, traditional pocket passer, maybe some Matt Ryan about him, and he gets the ball out quickly. Uh, I think there are some questions about him. Why did he not earn that role sooner? Why was he not uh, more of a big-time player throughout his college career? There is some stuff to like. I'm not drafting him too high, and he would probably have to be still there when the 49ers run the clock in round four to be, to be for me to be super excited about that Davis Mills pick. But he is getting a little bit of hype right now and a lot of people are starting to talk about Davis Mills just because he meets a lot of the thresholds as far as his stature and his arm and he was a big time recruit and I think he was 
top six maybe in the nation as far as time to throw and getting the ball out. So some coaches are going to like that a lot, and Kyle Shanahan would probably be one of those coaches. But I'm not drafting Davis Mills with you know any thought other than, you know, let's see what we got here. Maybe he's a backup quarterback. And if you get super lucky, maybe he does become a starter, but you're not trying to fix your quarterback situation because you drafted a mid-round draft pick. That, that's how I feel about really a lot of these quarterbacks that aren't the top four. I like this conspiracy theory. This one from Mark. He says, any chance Chris Sims is doing Kyle's bidding by purposely talking down Justin Fields? That's interesting because the two quarterbacks I like that are the most likely, I think, for the 49ers would be Justin Fields and Trey Lance. And Chris Sims had them at five or six. Chris Sims did not have Brandon Ayuk in his top five wide receivers last year. So maybe Kyle says, hey, look, here's the guy I like. Put, put him too far down in your rankings. I could see that being more likely than Chris Sims putting out there players that Kyle Shanahan likes. And I could even see Chris Sims saying, look, I don't want to know because I don't want there to be any connection there or any crossover. And I could also see Kyle Shanahan, look, coaches and GMs are so secretive. I could see Kyle Shanahan saying, I don't care if your name is tattooed on my ankle. I'm not telling you about my rankings. You'll find out when the draft's over. We can talk about these things. And he might know a lot about how Kyle Shanahan feels about some free agents and a lot of things going on in the locker room, but probably less likely about what the 49ers draft board looks like. And again, that draft board's not set. Remember John Lynch talking about the Brandon Ayuk pick? It was like the night before the draft where they were talking each other into it and, and, and Lynch was like, yeah, you know, I, I would kind of even be okay if we took Brandon Ayuk at 13. And Kyle Shanahan's like, good, I'm glad you heard you say that. And it was like, that was the night before when they were having that conversation. Uh, that, that wasn't even happening yet on March 5th last year. The combine was just barely ending. And we haven't even gotten 40 times in measurements on all these prospects. All those pro days are just getting going here actually this weekend. So there's a lot to go through and meetings and things to happen. So th that draft board, they probably have an idea of some players they like from film, but so many players opted out. They haven't gone through the meetings. Th that stuff's not even solidified yet. So even if you ask Kyle Shanahan, who's your top five quarterbacks right now, they might not be the same as when the, the 49ers are on the clock on draft day. It could be a completely different list. Oh, one note for those fans out there that got frustrated seeing the idea floated out there that the 49ers could potentially trade for Kirk Cousins, uh, Rick Spielman, GM for the Minnesota Vikings, said, period, bluntly, Kirk Cousins is our quarterback. And that doesn't mean they couldn't trade him at some point. But with all the wishy-washy stuff we've heard this offseason from people, remember when Goff was traded a few days before that, Les Snead, the Rams GM, was like, well, he's our, he's, our court, he's our guy right now. He's on our roster currently. It was one of the weirdest comments I've ever seen about somebody starting quarterback that was still under their roster. He knew they were trading him away. And... You don't get the feeling that that's the case with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And even the 49ers have been pretty candid about, eh, you know, what would be the upgrade? Maybe we'll look for it if there is an upgraded quarterback. Oh, we got to get a much better backup. You know, so they've had said things that make you think, okay, they could move on from Garoppolo. Haven't heard anything like that from the Minnesota Vikings. D Case says, catching up on your Houston crossover episode, really good back and forth in it. I have two questions. One, how often do players get invited into the decision-making process with the front office? And two, why did Houston let Watt walk so easily but can't figure out Watson? I think those answers are very easy. One, rarely ever. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Seattle Seahawks. Even Russell Wilson, like how much has Russell Wilson earned? And 
he starts to stick his nose into the front office and they say, yeah, well, maybe we will answer phone calls about trading this superstar quarterback away. So I don't think players are really involved in decision-making processes all that much. I think you can throw your quarterback a bone sometimes and make them feel like they're involved and, you know, at least listen to them. And, you know, some players have a bigger role in game planning and things like that. Uh, I think there are some cases where uh, players have input on free agents or players they've played with before or what they like and, you know, what plays they like to run and all of those things. But, you know, coaches, coach, scout, scout, players play. I think that's the way front offices and teams like to structure things. And, you know, the GM's not going to come down and throw passes and he doesn't want the quarterback coming up and telling him what players to draft and what players to sign and things like that. But then you do hear stories of cases like last year where Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes, who do you like here? Which one of these running backs do you like? And, and they drafted his guy. He The one he liked was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and they maybe drafted him earlier than I, I thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire should have been drafted. But that was Mahomes giving his input, and they're like, all right, well, let's get you a toy. Let's get you this thing that you want. And so I think there is some of that, but it's rarely like huge decisions that the quarterback is going to go make. The thing with Watson is if they told him he was going to be involved and then he's finding out about things on social media I'd be pretty ticked off too. And the second part of that, why they let Watt walk and not Watson, uh, well, that's super easy because Watson's 25 years old, hitting his prime as a quarterback, one of the most valuable things you can have in the NFL, and Watt is past his prime. And Watt was probably nicer to them about it. So maybe that helps too, you know, grease the wheels a little bit there. And maybe Watson, if he was uh, open, the communication lines were open a little bit more, maybe he could talk them into moving a little bit faster. But they weren't going to get a bunch in trade for Watt, he just was a less valuable commodity. And uh, that's why I was surprised to even hear that the Seahawks are listening to offers on Russell Wilson, because that's not something you trade when you have something like that. And I know Houston doesn't want to do it, but in the end, if the guy's not going to play for you, then the next best thing is to get the most possible you can back. But looking like that thing could get ugly in Houston. I don't know. We will see. I can't wait to hear back from Cody and the Locked On Texans crew about my offer, and he's going to talk to some other teams and some other hosts from other teams, and we'll see how the 49ers offer ends up stacking up. Maybe they'll be surprised by how little some other teams want to give up for Deshaun Watson, and he'll like the offer that I threw out there for them. Go hear that episode from uh, earlier this week if you are interested in getting into the mind of the Houston Texans through the Locked On Texans Hosts. All right, good stuff. Thanks everybody for being involved with the mailbags. Keep those questions coming at BD Peacock on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Mock Draft Monday, no doubt. A whole slew of new rumors and news about your San Francisco 49ers.